0: I mean, it definitely contributed to forming how I am now, and the things that I seek now, and the reason why I created a community is because I was craving community so much throughout mm-hmm. my entire life. I um, and I I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, like, um, with people who are around my age, a little bit older, that that um com- that are black, and they just they talk about their experiences when they were younger. And they didn't experience what I did. And it just sounds I I just feel like I missed out on all that. Like, I didn't have that camaraderie um, with my neighborhood or at school. I didn't have, like, even my close friends were mean to me. Like, they were, they were not nice to me. But I was like, what am I going to do just not have any friends. Um, But because of like going through all that, it's just like, I understand how hard it is. And what like, that's why right now it's just like how important it is to have, especially while you're learning to code or at least like joining tech and why it is so important to have a community. The champ is here!
1: The champ is here! The champ is here! Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Season 3. Man, I'm excited. Got some special guests coming up. Uh, got some awesome stories coming up. And got some fantastic lessons coming up. Uh really appreciate everyone joining me along this journey. And without further ado, here we go. Hello, family. Hope all is well. one want to ask for a quick favor? If you have gained value through this podcast, I ask want you to take the time to think about subscribing to the podcast. You can do one or two ways. You can either click the link in the show notes to become a subscriber and supporter of the podcast, or you can go to anchor.fm backslash coding life. It would mean the world to me. If you take the time to sponsor the podcast, be a supporter, be a subscriber. Definitely, definitely appreciate you all. And here we go. Hello, devs! Welcome back for another episode of Coding Life. Man, I hope all is well, and I hope you guys are having a a, just phenomenal, phenomenal day, fantastic month, and just you know, a blessing of a year, guys, girls. This is season three, episode one, and I have a special guest, Bria Bria Sullivan. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. Thank you for being here, uh, Breer. Where are you? Uh, where are you at right now?
0: So I live in um, Venice Beach, Santa Santa Monica area in California, and that's also where I work.
1: And when you say work, real quick, let the people know who you
0: work for. Ah, uh, so my full time job is working as a software engineer at Google
1: awesome and then what's uh I know you got like a we'll we'll call it a side hustle for now what's the what's the side hustle
0: uh so the the side hustle is called tech stacked um it's t e c h s t a c apostrophe d and tech stacked is an online community for developers and um, and entrepreneurs from underrepresented backgrounds to grow their careers and companies together.
1: Mm. Yeah, that sounds like I need to log on to, <laughs>
0: that <laughs>
1: sounds like I, I need, I need help with all that as well. Um, so are you, are you originally, um, from the area?
0: Yes, I am from Chino Hills. It's about an hour east of where I am now, but it's—I mean, most people don't know uh, LA very well, so it's just easier to say LA.
1: Yeah, isn't isn't the Ball brothers from there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's up, though? Um, nice. And so went to went to school, high school, everything out there as well. Wow. awesome, and so, like, um do were you were you already learning uh tech and coding and stuff while you was in school?
0: No, I was not at all. I didn't know what engineering was. I didn't know what coding was. I'd never been um, introduced to that at all. Um it I honestly just chose my major at random when um I was applying to colleges. And that's how I got, I mean, it was like somewhat random, a little bit strategic, but I had no idea what computer science or computer engineering was. Um, I didn't code until probably um, my first, my first month at, um, in college.
1: So what, what's, what sparked that? Like, cause it sounded like you said it, um, you know, you, you wasn't, or were you interested in, in it at all before you got to college or
0: no I I didn't know what it was I hadn't there's no interest I did not know what it was at all um I chose my major because I was applying to colleges when I was in um when I was a junior in high school and this was right around the time that um that the recession hit so you know like 2008-2009 um mm-hmm. and I was applying to colleges and I didn't know what major to choose um so I just looked and I, and I wanted to see I sorry I wanted to get a job. I wanted to make sure I had a job because like since it was during the recession a lot of the people um in my circle their parents were losing their homes, losing their cars and stuff and mm-hmm. losing their jobs. Um so I just wanted job security. Um I was really good at calculus and physics. Those were like my two favorite subjects when I was in high school didn't really know what to do with that, but, um, I just looked up, like, it was, it, I, like, very clearly remember this Yahoo article, <laughs> um, that said, like, the top 10 jobs out of college, like, or top 10 paying jobs out of college, and they were all engineering jobs, um, mm-hmm. and the first one I didn't like, it was, like, nuclear engineering, the second one I liked, uh, it was, you know, like, electrical computer engineering, so I was just, like, sure, whatever, like, I use a computer, I'll just apply for that, and that's that That's just how I made the decision. There was no other option
1: so so no no to rocket scientists and yes to a developer Mhm yeah, awesome. that sounds like it worked out um so like um what's what's that like like what's that like as you're transitioning um you know mostly as a woman of color transition to a field, I'm pretty sure even like the class may may resemble it too. what's that light looking like as you transition to like a male dominant area?
0: Mm-hmm. so when I was in high school um i I went to a school that was predominantly white and Mexican um the majority of my classes, um because I was in like a p and honors classes were uh, i think I was always the only black person in my class, probably. From elementary school, um, there's hardly ever another black person in my class, so it was kind of just the same, like business as usual um, and then when I started to I started to actually notice in high school in the in the like more advanced calculus classes that there started to be a drop off in women, and there started to be a drop off in like just women being interested in Math at all, and I didn't really even the ones in the class like weren't particularly like outspoken the way that they were in English or arts classes, and I didn't really understand why. And then it just was way more apparent when I was in college, when I was like one of two girls in all of my classes. Um, sometimes I was the only girl, um, almost all the time, I was the only black person in one class, there was one other. Nigerian girl and one of my teachers actually used to get us confused and we look nothing alike and it was just us two in the entire major
1: wow so how do you fight through that like how, how do you fight through that you know or how do you deal with it you know how do you how do you deal with it? how do you yeah. fight through it
0: I mean I can imagine that someone who goes from seeing people who are like them like all the time and then jumping into something different is like a super culture shock for me it wasn't really the case because I had always been like like life has always been like that for me um but in terms of dealing with it like this is kind of a a bad trait but it was a trait that helped me at least get through it and now I am a lot more um, outspoken but um when I was younger I was very timid. And I didn't like to ruffle feathers. I didn't like to, um, you know, like cause issues. So I just kind of like stuck to myself and like tried to ignore all the stupid stuff people would say. Very rarely I would say I would, you know, like talk and say like, hey, like, what are you saying that? I mean, all the time, even though I wouldn't say anything, it would absolutely hurt my feelings. And then I was like, to be completely honest, I just have dealt with depression since I was like 12, I think and it just like contributed to my depression i'm not trying to glamorize that or anything it's just like it was hard like there's no way of saying oh yeah i overcame it by doing this and doing that i just stuck through it even though i like it was hard the entire time
1: i think that's really interesting um because i think once you kind of step out into society and you're a minority in whatever uh whatever area it might be that has a good connection to mental health
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like you could like literally be in a room and you're the only you know person of color you're the only woman you're the only male like you know like if you start to consistently kind of go on there and, and like we're human beings like we need people who's going to relate to us and you know that we can talk to and mm-hmm. you know under to have mm-hmm. some type of understanding of where we come from and it's just kind of really interesting what happens not necessarily interesting but it's just yeah it's really interesting to what happens when you don't get that consistently the mm-hmm. almost like the disconnection you can have at times
0: yeah, and I mean, it definitely contributed to forming how I am now and the things that I seek now, and the reason why I created a community is because I was craving community so much throughout mm-hmm. my entire life. i um and i I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, like, um, with people who are around my age a little bit older, that, that um com- that are black, and they just they talk about their experiences when they were younger. And they didn't experience what I did. And it just sounds I I just feel like I missed out on all that. Like I didn't have that camaraderie um, with my neighborhood or at school. I didn't have, like, even my close friends were mean to me. Like they were, they were not nice to me. But I was like, what am I going to do just not have any friends. Um, But because of like going through all that, it's just like, I understand how hard it is. And like, that's why right now, it's just like how important it is to have, especially while you're learning to code or at least like joining tech, and why it is so important to have a community. Because even when I started working at other companies and also here, I didn't feel comfortable until I started to have a community of people that I can lean on that look like me.
1: I was I was about to ask that because it's it's levels to it too, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, there's times where I just want to have like developer talk. There's times I just want to have like NBA talk. You know, there's I just want to have like politics talk and everything. Now, if you go into the lane with developer, there's times where I want to talk to a, a person of color who's a developer. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. it's. It's really, really levels to it, and it's even. And I've I've said this multiple times on my podcast is that one of our biggest issues with the developer community at times is how there's a well, there's a small there's a small piece of the community that kind of like look down upon developers that are like learning and struggling. Like you wasn't mm-hmm. there at some point. <laughs> yes, like
0: we, totally.
1: Like we were, is it all so there? So that.
0: Point. <laughs> <laughs> so that so uh, what exactly the people that you are explaining is how everybody was in co- when I was in college everybody mm. was not like they all were just like oh you don't know that how do you don't know how this works you don't know how caches work you don't know how my, um how to like build a computer on your own <laughs> oh my gosh they probably just like they like oh whatever that person's stupid um it was I don't know where they got their confidence from but like cheer, cheers to their parents for instilling that in them.
1: I I would argue it's not com- <laughs> I, I would argue it's not confidence it's insecurities just expressed differently.
0: Probably. I mean, I don't know how everyone has their ways of expressing insecurity. Um but like you can't argue with facts, right? You can't argue with results. So or like test scores or job offers. So um I mean yeah. people do it at the people also like try to justify oh my gosh when I was um getting job offers out of college um a lot of the and even when I got into the the school that I went to even my best friends who are non uh non black would say stuff like oh you only got into that school because you're black and because of affirmative action and they say stuff like that all the time um about whatever Um, like whatever job I got whatever opportunities that I've received and it's weird
1: yeah you're better than me I I just I will say something (laughs) like I (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't call
0: it better. better I wouldn't call it better I definitely internalized it it probably would have been better if I expressed um some type of you know retaliation toward it just to like teach them a lesson but Uh, because it had to go the energy went somewhere and it went internally so it was like a lot of um, harm to my mental
1: so um it's actually a good segue so talk talk about you know we're now you're now you're leaving school you're getting job offers um what was the first job you accepted
0: um the first job that I accepted um like internship or like full-time offer Uh,
1: let's go both
0: so um well I guess it's the same answer but my first internship was with Microsoft Uh, they had this it's called an the explore program I'm not sure if they still have it um it's for freshmen and sophomores where you get to like try the different roles at Microsoft so that was my First internship, I got that one just purely off of networking and working on a bunch of projects that they were into, and then timing just worked out because the interview for the internship was right around when I was learning all algorithm, like the, the first time learning algorithms in C. Um, so mm. a very low level. So I like knew. So I was learning bit manipulation. I was learning because this was my, yeah, this was like bit manipulation, sorry, bit bit manipulation um, and like string manipulation and all like very core things like that. And then I got asked questions about stuff like that. So it just, it really worked out. Um, And then for my senior year, I actually did, I wanted to try to go, I didn't want to go to Microsoft. I had an offer. Um, I wanted, I thought about going to, I interviewed at Square. I had all these other interviews that that I had set up. I actually wanted to go to San Francisco. I did not want to move to Seattle. Um, And I had all these interviews set up, but um, one of my family members ended up getting um, really sick, like a very close family member, my senior year of college. So I had to cancel all my interviews and then I just accepted my job offer from Microsoft um, as a PM.
1: And okay, so that's yes, yes, okay. So you're 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 basically getting momentum to go into your career, start your career, and then mm-hmm. uh, life hits. What what happens with that?
0: Oh my gosh! Like I was completely knocked off my game. Um, in college, I was doing a lot of really cool. I was working on a, a lot of really cool projects. I was coming up with different ideas for, um apps Um, I want I had relationships at 500 startups I wanted to go um, I wanted to go start my startup join a team Um, I had like all like basically everything was like lined up in front of me Um, and then when that happened like everything changed I think I was off my game for probably a good two years um Mm -hmm after that because after she had gotten sick she passed away three exactly three months almost exactly three months later um so I like I barely passed I was doing you know like cool in all my classes but like I barely passed all my last classes it was very hard to concentrate it was very hard to do anything um and like I'm very very blessed to have had the Uh, I had already had the Microsoft offer before going through that. So I had something lined up because if I didn't have anything, I may have like ended up being unemployed for a while after going to college. Um, Let's see. Yeah. So like, and even in my first year when I was there, there were other factors, you know, like outside of um outside of like what i was going through like recovering from uh, or just grieving there was stuff happening in my relationship there were like other factors at work that weren't really in my favor but i on top on top of all that i was just not performing well so um i was just i was not performing well at my job at microsoft so i ended up having to find a new job and luckily i like studying my butt off. And then this was part of my comeback tour. I started to uh, get like level up my skills again and like start to gain momentum back up again, but, and then got my job at Google. And ever since coming to Google, it's just been uphill from there.
1: So life hits, Mm -hmm. um, you said you, um, You said you was grieving. You said you you were struggling with something else. You said something else was going on. Maybe I missed it.
0: Yeah. Oh, do you want me to go? Yeah, so I I, I was going through um, a very tumultuous, volatile relationship Mm. that um, was, like, pulling me outside of work. Like, he'd come to work and threaten to, like, come cause a scene if I didn't come out. Um... He would, like, make me not go to work all the time because he would steal my keys. Um, It was, he would, like, hold my medication over, like, the toilet unless I would, you know, sit there and listen to him or do whatever he said. And then, like, he got physical. It was just, it was a lot. So dealing with that, grieving from my family member passing, um, and then on top of that, just not doing well, I just, like, didn't know who I was. And on t- like and on top of that like I like I cut my, all my hair off too. Um while my while my uh, my family member was sick because I was like trying to show solidarity because she had cancer. It was just like I just didn't feel good about how I looked. I didn't feel good about like going home. I didn't feel good about going to work. It was all just like not 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 good. But um that was just like life almost took me down. But because I had, I I think it's because I had the people around me, um, my community, the Black, what is it called? Blacks at Microsoft. um, I had them to help pick me up. And then I also had my friend who worked at Google to help me prepare to come to Google and to give me tips and stuff. So that is what um, helped me like get back out of it. And then um, once I got to Google and I was able to like cut off that relationship um and like start to like feel better about myself that's when it's um things start i started to feel like oh i want to work on more projects again I, and then i started to do well at work so that made me want to do even more like i wanted to do even better at work because i started i, I was like oh my gosh you're not going to fire me this is cool i'm doing good i should have never left development because when i was at microsoft i was the pm so now i'm like i don't know i'm not leaving development cuz right now it's going good <laughs> hmm. yeah,
1: So it's, no, it's really interesting. Can you, um hmm. can you talk about the work culture and the imbalance of dealing with life and performing? So meaning like yeah. everybody has something going on, you I mean. know, and some of us are better than others. We're just kind of putting a mask on. You know, while you're there nine to five, but you know that doesn't remove like what could be like you know eating you up inside, and it just seemed like at times the the workforce, call it what it is, simply don't care. You know, Mm -hmm. just kind of see you as another another number. Yeah, can you talk about like? I don't even know if it's a solution to that. (laughs) Like, I don't.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Like, because I mean. To me, my solution usually to anything is to fail first and then I figure out what went wrong and then figure out and then like try to not do that again. So, <laughs> um, so I had to be performing really, I, I had to be performing terribly on top. I mean, like, yes, again, other factors when I was at Microsoft, plenty of other factors, but also I'm owning that I was not giving it a hundred percent. My mind was elsewhere. There was so much going on. The more that I think about that year, it was like ridiculous the amount of stuff that was going on. God had a lot of lessons for me that year. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to get like too spiritual on your podcast, but um, No, nah, it's
1: it's fine. If you don't like it, you uh, can okay. nah, never mind. I'm sorry. Okay,
0: cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I mean like it was hard because it was like, Okay, I um it it was just the ability to get to work and leave work at a at a decent hour was already like if I could get there before nine and leave around five, that was also like yo I did it, <laughs> you know. Um, but then on top of that, it's like okay, what did I do while I was there? A lot of the time, it was answering text messages, looking up stuff, arguing, going on the phone, um, and all, and just like my mind was elsewhere. I didn't, and also I didn't want to seem stupid. I knew I was falling behind. But I didn't want to hear that I was falling behind. So I didn't ask for feedback and I didn't ask for any help. So that was the lesson that I took from that, um, from that time. Um, and it was easy to like put it on other things and saying, Oh, I just don't like the project. But once I got to Google, like there was still like within my first month, I had been like I had like tried to hurt myself, my partner at the time killed my dog and then he and then I had to call the police to get him out of there because he was like like physically attacking me Mm -hmm. and this all happened within my first month and I was just there was just something that clicked where it's like I'm not doing this this time and luckily there's another person on my team that was a very very good performer so all I did it was like you know what I'm not even going to think about all this stuff I'm going through I'm just going to try and do exactly what he's doing. And I like, I hope maybe that helps somebody. I don't know, but that's the way that I was able to get out of it. I was like, I'm just going to try and meet to where he is. And I didn't I, like, to me, I thought that he was the bar. I thought he was the, um, he was the average because, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, everyone at Google is like the smartest and all that stuff. So that's what I'm thinking when I come here and the guy on my team, he was so good that I was just trying to keep up with him and try to do as as good as he was doing. And then turns out, he's actually just a really, really strong performer. So then because I was just mimicking what he was doing um, and just working as hard as he was working and trying to understand things the way that he understands things um, and, and asked for help. Um, at, I was just, and asked for help more often that's the way that I was able to like balance everything. I mean, I would go home and be like depressed, but then when I would come back and be like, okay, doing this again, doing this again. And then, um, but then on top of that, I started going to therapy. I started therapy before, but I just didn't like the, th- the therapist just wasn't working. And I didn't know that I thought that's just what therapy was. But then I went to um, Google has um, an employee assistance program where they have a therapist come to the office. And I started going to her. And then once I started going to her, I um and on top of starting to do starting to do better at work, like that also like picked me up out of everything.
1: Hmm. It it's I got so and I know it's a lot. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. Um I I was I was laughing earlier because like you said that you're the type of person where you like to fail and learn from that. Um mm-hmm. I mentioned that at a company and I got really cool that it pretty much is basically just not okay to fail here. And I'm like, y- you guys, are, it's, it's so unrealistic, you know, like, it's just like, yo, you.
0: Oh, wow. Um, I mean, like, that's not good at all. I mean, like, how do you learn anything? Right. Like you can, you can not fail and just be good, but then you can fail and then be great. From that, you know, and then you will never know how to be great because you've just been good all this time. That's weird. So the company says that.
1: Yeah, it's um, took the words out of my mouth. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, I, I, I know we got a, a nice bit of listeners and stuff, um, you know, uh, here and this is this may not, this may not, this actually has little to do with coding, but I think it's really important um, for it to be heard, uh, what, how did you get the strength to leave that, uh, relationship?
0: Uh, I was at the end of my rope. I was trying not, I tried to leave it all the time, but he wouldn't let me, um, and this is, like, very common for people who are in relationships like this, where they'll, like, you know, guilt you, and then they'll like find ways to still be with you and though you don't want to be with them. Mm-hmm. Um and then I was at the end of my rope. I didn't have my dog anymore who's my best friend. And um like I felt like if I stayed in that relationship I was going to die. And so honestly the only thing that helped me is that I called my friend. I didn't tell like I told one friend, but like it like it wasn't her. She one friend she couldn't help me. But by telling my friend, she was, like, my best friend, but I also cared a lot about her opinion, I finally called her and was, like, this just happened to me. I don't know what to do. I need help. And, like, I, she just it was just, like, We're, you, like, you need to call the police. You need to get out of there. You need to call, like all these different and like she she set up like getting an emergency protective order for me she got all these forms ready for me like she printed everything for me so I didn't have to think about it so the only thing that helped me leave was the fact that I finally like confided in friends and Mm. like I let them like I just was like you know what I can't do it anymore and then I let them um like help me get out of it and then now that I'm like way out of it it's just like oh my god. I don't know how how else I would have gotten out. It's very, very difficult.
1: Yeah. I, I know for me, I don't, I don't do well with situations like that. Mm -hmm. Like if Mm -hmm. there's a female friend that, you know, calls me, texts me, let me know like, Hey, this guy just did this to me. I don't do well. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just don't, you know, it's, I don't know because I just feel like those are just some of like the most weakest individuals on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah, yeah, and, and which is funny because that that is that is literally one of the reason. There's multiple reasons, but it's literally one of the reasons why I started a second podcast called It's Time to Start Manhood. Mm-hmm. So, it's time to just start thinking, and talking about those type of topics, and you know, yeah mostly you know mental health and everything for the man and all those things and so yeah yeah um
0: yeah I mean I definitely I definitely like would use excuses about like all the stuff he'd gone through and all that stuff as like excuses for what he was doing but like and I was also raised to always put other people before me and so it was like well I have to be here to like help him and he will get better or whatever, because that's the way that we're groomed. But it's like, no, not his mom. His mom failed as a mom. So, but I'm still not his mom, and I don't like. I'm not responsible for someone else's life, and like, I'm going to lose my life because of that mm. other person. So, uh, because like he can't get it together and he can't control his anger or his abusive tendencies or whatever, and um, and it's so common. Like, I think one in three, one in three women have all, have been in an abusive relationship. Um, wow. And like, what are the statistics? And then the statistic is more American, more American women have been killed by their partner than um, all American all Americans killed in Iraq in the Iraq war, Afghanistan and nine 11 combined since nine 11. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, it's a very important topic to me.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it should be. And it's, um, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the source of a lot of it is the, is like people not having good, you know, Support systems and their mental health. And then so they turn whatever trauma that they went into and take it out on other people. I mean, there are some like actual like mental diseases that I don't know that might be genetic, like narcissism. But there's also things where it's just like being more violent and having like violent reactions to things that um, could be curbed by therapy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially. Especially too, like um is uh the guy, was he a personal color?
0: Uh he's black, yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, especially yeah. to the community. Like it's
0: Yeah, and yeah. he had like previously he like he had some type of record and he was on probation and every time I wanted to call the police when he was hurting me, he would use the excuse so you're gonna beat all like all these other white people and put another black man in jail. Um and it was all it was during like the height of black lives matter so that like that like hurt a lot to hear that you know mm-hmm. and it was like well, who else am i gonna call <laughs> like you know but like and i so i didn't call the police the police got called on us a lot of the time but um the final time was when i finally called them hmm.
1: yeah well, well first of all i mean it's even a pleasure just talking to you you know harry those things definitely could have you know went a an unfortunate uh direction and so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: really glad that you found the strength or find the direction stuff to get out and hopefully you know this helps somebody who's listening um -hmm. you know their thing to encourage that person to get out or find somebody help somebody or you know find a community stuff to Mm -hmm. get to it's funny too i have a, a friend um alicia carr she's a she developed she she taught herself how to code at the age of 50 um and she that's made it
0: awesome. huh that's awesome
1: yeah she made an ios app for um domestic women so like uh, like it'll mm-hmm. show you
0: in your a shelter? Area.
1: yeah like how what shelter mm-hmm. to get through what hotline to call everything everything's kind of at a click of a button
0: i'd love to get her contact info
1: oh yeah that's easy yeah, and she's
0: actually.
1: I think she's in. I just. I. I was just uh, talking to her on Facebook. I think she's in London or something, right? Now. She was. She had a talk or something. I'm, like, ah, okay. I'm not jealous oh. at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. That's Did you get a though. chance?
0: Did you get a chance to um, to watch my last workshop for Tech Stacks?
1: No, I thought it was a. I thought it a, it's a closed community, right?
0: uh the workshops uh people can pay for if they are not in the community they're ten dollars
1: well no yeah. that i didn't know yeah because i went <laughs> i if thought you,
0: yeah uh, I, now go ahead. you went to where
1: no no because I've, I've been to the site and everything because i remember i was texting you that I, mm-hmm. I, uh i thought i knew one of the people um and so yeah i just thought it was a close meeting but yeah no i didn't know that
0: yeah, so the last, uh, the last workshop that we did was about um, securing speaking engagements and getting paid, um, especially as developers, how to find them, how to do your talk, how to be authentic on stage, um, and then also like how to choose which talks you're going to do. And like, uh, the girl who put it on, her name's Angie Jones, she talked about how when she wants to travel somewhere she'll like find a conference there and then they'll pay for her travel so that she can just like, you know, they'll pay for her travel to go to this country she wants to see. So.
1: Sounds brilliant.
0: Dope. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: okay. So that was a great transition. So how did, you know, how did you come up with Text Um,
0: I came up with Text Act because I think that uh, it, it, so it came up when I was uh, working with entrepreneurs of color. Um a lot of the time when I was working with them, they they may have like made really bad business decisions, like bad business deci- decisions that could that may have, have um ended their company and like got rid of like basically depleted all of their funding um or their own pockets. And a lot of the time it was because they spent money on a developer. Outsourcing it, or they they spent money on, uh, um, you know, like for a team member, and it didn't end up working out. All of that, and the reason why they made these bad decisions is because they didn't have either technical knowledge. um, So that's one thing, and they also didn't have access to a technical co-founder because they don't know anybody in tech. Because people like there aren't a lot of people of color that are. Um, that are in like technical roles especially all over the U.S. They are primarily you know in like the hubs you know like New York, Silicon Valley, L.A. and now Atlanta but we have um, especially Black people and um, Latino people all over the U.S. but they don't have access because they don't know other friends that might want to join their companies. So the reason why that I Um, I created tech is for people to foster these relationships for it to be an online place that people can meet uh, that entrepreneurs can meet other um, developers and that they can form relationships and make it long lasting grow their careers together grow their companies together and um, so that's like that was the motivation Um, as of right now because, at f- like, the first thing that I need to do to establish, like, trust with the developer community um, is to up, help them upload their skills, help them get comfortable, and um, so that they could eventually want to go to a startup. When, like, when you talk to, I mean, you're a developer as well, so I'm not, and then the, the people who are listening are also developers. We get pitched ideas all the time, and the majority of the time, it's like, I don't want to hear your stupid idea. Like I don't care, I don't care about your super idea because I'm I also I'm working on my own project. And then it's either that or it's like, yo, I don't wanna be broke. I don't want to leave my company or I don't I wanna go get a job where I'm gonna get paid. I have a skill that gets me paid. I'm not gonna go to your company. I need to put food on the table for my kids. So my first step with Tech Stacked right now is to just help developers of color get into their dream careers, their dream jobs, um, help them get financially comfortable enough to want to take on more projects and the reason why I decided to do it this way uh, um, was kind of looking at the makeup of teams of that are predominantly white and Asian um, that like the successful startups they like first off they knew each other for a while they weren't just two randos who met and were like let's start this company (laughs) <laughs> and, or they weren't like, there's just, there's not just a random person that was like, Hey, does someone want to join my startup? Does someone want to join my startup, you know, to get um a developer on their team. And then on top of that, the founders were not also just super broke. They had, I mean, they had privilege, obviously they had privilege to stay with their parents or, um, like they already worked in a career that afforded them. The, um, the comfortability to be able to take on another project they weren't worried about how the next bill is going to be paid so that the lights are still on so um by like looking at that it's like okay well i gotta get people more comfortable otherwise they're not going to want to join these startups so that's my first step and then later on um i'll start introducing the entrepreneurs so because i've already established that this is a t- trusted safe space for um for developers and they might not be working on something that is like their ultimate passion, but, but when the entrepreneurs come in, they, um, a, a lot of them, because they are like from like underrepresented backgrounds, they are solving very unique problems that these um, developers and tech stacks will probably want to work with. So, um, and and it's because I've worked with entrepreneurs of color that are working on stuff like helping, um, helping, helping. Uh, people who are on food stamps be able to check their balances on their phone and be able to do banking on their phone, even though they don't have a bank account. Um, I can't think of them all right now. It's so hard uh, to think of them on the spot. But basically, like, being, like, Sheena Allen, she has her, like, go Capway. Um, There's just very unique problems being solved in our community that, like, a non-person of color probably would never think of, and hmm. like, in order for this these like companies to happen, these uh very talented developers need to be in a position where they can help the or uh, and can join these entrepreneurs. So that's why I created TechStack.
1: So I would have loved TechStack like six seven years ago because <laughs> I would. <laughs> I was that person where I, at the time I didn't know how to code, and so mm-hmm. I had started a startup, uh, uh, this the sneaker app, and man, I had spent about
0: one hundred thirty thousand. Oh my gosh!
1: Just trying to figure okay. it out, painting uh-huh. against the wall, like have uh-huh. no clue. Like this is, and that's I think that's one of the interesting things too because. As I'm simply just getting into tech, mhm not not even coding yet, just into tech. there is nobody around me. It's really remotely close, Mhm, so I'm just like you know a you know a man on the island trying to figure it out and just trying mm-hmm. to like really, you know go as hard as I can as fast as I can, and yeah, you know, so I gotta try the overseas developer thing and work out, you know, try to bring on board. That didn't work out, you know. It wasn't pretty much until the down the road I had to. I found a friend and stuff that uh, you know, and he helped me put everything together. So, yeah, but yeah, I like it's like a hundred thirty thousand. Um, it was like, um, was like spent.
0: Okay, so you know exactly the pain point that I'm talking about, right?
1: Yeah, I stayed like a battle wound on my side, like scars and everything. Hey, from but
0: that's the failure. That's the failure that you needed. Like I always think that these failures are on purpose. So that's the failure you needed. And then I'm guessing after that is when you decided to learn how to code, right?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> so look at you now. Right. What's funny? What's funny is like. I think the thing was like, I thought that was going to be like the end all be all. Like I thought that mm-hmm. was like the thing I was going to be working on for the rest of my life. And so
0: I mm-hmm. finally yeah, that's got the understanding. the founder I work with. That's right. founder I work with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I finally got the understanding like, okay, this is not going to be my last idea. And so, like, so my next idea, I wanted to, to be able to it, at the minimum build like the first version myself, you mm-hmm. know, or if, if not build the whole thing. Um, and yeah. so, yeah.
0: So, like, when when I talk to people, and, uh, especially um, entrepreneurs, when it's their very first time taking a stab at anything tech-related, and I'm like, if you think this is going to be a one and done, like, there are some people where it happens and it happens and it's great. But that is not the majority. All right. But there are some people, but um, if people, especially entrepreneurs, are willing to take the time, a lot of people it's like no i want to be profitable next year that'd be awesome but you're trying to start a tech company and you've never done this before right so me to start a beauty brand i've never made a lipstick before but do you think i can make <laughs> i can become a beauty expert by next year right and yeah. and start being profitable i don't know anything about that i mean it's nice i use like i use lipstick do i know what it's made of no and um and like and that's funny because I use that uh I use that analogy when I talk to founders when I'm like so you're the CEO of your company what is your what is your product made of what what language is it written in they say I don't know and I'm like you're the CEO of your company of your product and you don't know what it's made of would you trust would you trust a lipstick from somebody that they don't know what the ingredients are probably not right
1: so watch this.
0: <laughs>
1: when I was making the app, I, I my, for me I'm very visual, so I got to see it before I see it. Mm-hmm. When I was making the app, I designed the first screens in Microsoft Paint. Mm-hmm. Like the entire, pretty much the app, yeah. I in Microsoft Paint, like I did I didn't know any better. And it was funny. I met a guy from Google. He's like, so what do you make this in? I was like, Microsoft Paint. He's like, yeah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like Bro, you need to learn Photoshop and like now. And th- at the time, it mm-hmm. wasn't Sketch. Like Sketch wasn't, uh, I, don't, I don't think Sketch was out yet because, you know, never heard of it until like later on. But so he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to learn Photoshop. You need to learn it now. He's like, yeah, don't ever touch Microsoft yeah. Paint ever again in your life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. But I mean, but listen, many people would just stop there. You know, they're like, I don't know how to do this, whatever. Like some people wouldn't even use Microsoft Paint. So there's that. Um, yeah. I mean, like I talk to founders all the time and like I, I actually have a course. I taught it once. I'm not sure when I'm going to teach it again, but it's to um, non-technical startup founders. Um, like teaching them enough technical knowledge so that they can manage a team of developers and that they can hire developers smarter. So um, I'm probably going to teach that later on this year. But yeah, that was like my original motivation. As of right now, TechStack is a community primarily for developers to help them level up their careers. Right now, I'm in just like level up, level up mode. Um, to get everybody, I want everybody making six figures in this group. Like I want every single person in there making at least six figures and happy with where they're at and being able to take care of their families. That's a first step. and then once once I feel comfortable with like whatever churn rate that we have um, in terms of like someone coming in, getting the skills, getting better, getting promotions, stuff like that, then i'll um, I'll introduce entrepreneurs. So that they can network and they can form these relationships. Because even at um, at Y Combinator, they were saying that like founders that um, that get together for the sake of the company break up at an alarming rate. Like uh, like if they weren't prime, if they weren't uh, if they didn't already have a relationship prior to working together, it's probably not going to happen. So that's why with Tech Stack, it's like okay this is not a, uh, okay, by the end of the year, it's going to be like, everything's going great. This is a like, five year plan type of thing. Like, I'm like trying to change generation type of thing, where it's like, okay, you're making these connections, you're talking to people, there's pe- and you're now meeting developers that are in your state. Like, even though it's not your city, maybe the, the nearest, the nearest city, I was talking to a girl yesterday, who's in Tennessee, hopefully, She'll be able to meet with other developers who are in Tennessee. Like this is meant for uh for people who are not in Silicon Valley, really. It's for the people that want to up level their skills, where they're at, and the way they want it, and not the way that um like Silicon Valley defines it. Yeah.
1: Phenomenal. Um, I'll link it too in the the show notes. I like the links cool. link to it. So Everybody listening, be able to be able to click on it and get more access. And so um man, this is uh this has just been a breath of fresh, fresh air. Um Mm -hmm. how can people get in contact you? Where can they find you? Um, Mm -hmm. how can they get in contact with you?
0: Um, so I am on Instagram and Twitter at Bria underscore Sullivan. Um, and then you can find my website at techstacked.com, tchstack com.
1: Boom. And if you don't follow me, it's, uh, Avery on Instagram, Marlon underscore Avery on Twitter, mm-hmm. Code podcast, co podcast on Instagram and Code
0: mm-hmm. underscore
1: podcast on Twitter. I think <laughs> I got to get better at Twitter. Um, cool. <laughs> so yeah Oh, i love um, twitter
0: i'm like a twitter man. I twitter's my um my platform of choice
1: are you, are you going to teach a course on what kind of work twitter
0: <laughs> i you know what maybe that's going to be um one of the courses or one of the workshops that i'll do because i would not be where i am today without twitter like no i would not have any of the speaking engagements. I wouldn't have been um partners with Lupe Fiasco and Diane Eisenor. She's she was um founder of Waze. Now she she she's CEO of WeWork. Like I wouldn't be partners with them if it weren't for Twitter.
1: Hmm. All right. I think that's enough cool. um enough encouragement and I need to I really I've been I've been preaching this. I swear I've been preaching that I'm be on Twitter more this entire podcast. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, well, awesome. Um, so any, uh, say I'll, I'll let you have the closing words. Um, let the people know, uh, what, what should they know moving forward?
0: Yeah, I would just say like, it really, it really does get better. It seems like I've been to where I was like, this is the end. And that, but like, it does get better. And even just for learning how to code. It's, it's hard. It's definitely hard at first, but once there is like a light at the end of the tunnel where you do understand what you're doing and you just have to put the work in every day to get there, you, there's no shortcuts. You have to be bad before you're good. That's okay.
1: Boom. There we go. You heard the boss lady. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, and until next time, we're out.